What it do, what it do. We are back um, with another episode of the JJ Sports Talk. Um, I know we're getting close to Thanksgiving time. <laughs> gobble, gobble, gobble time. Um, so, uh, yeah, man, how you doing, Kyle? I'm good. I mean, Thanksgiving, so, you know, ushers in the holiday season with sports because we know basketball is a big deal on uh, Christmas, football around Thanksgiving. So, yeah, uh, I'm always happy. Who is um who's playing on Thanksgiving? Like the teams, uh, do you know? Like I think it has to be Cowboys and Giants or something like Cowboys. Cowboys are definitely one. I actually like, feel there, like the, are there two sets of games or one set of games. Or? I guess three games this three games. this year. Yeah, and I think the Patriots might be in one of those games. Hold, on, I can tell you right now. Uh, yeah, like when it comes to like NFL, like Thanksgiving games, it reminds me of like the like the Christmas games of the NBA. You know, the teams that you mm-hmm. want to see. Um, play. I mean, I know the Cowboys are always on Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, so it's Cowboys, Cowboys, Giants. Oh, Cowboys. So I was right. Cowboys, yeah. Giants. Yeah, there's. Oh, I was Bills. throwing it up there. Random team. <laughs> <laughs> there's Bills, Lions, and then Patriots, Vikings. Bills, Lions, and Patriots, Vikings. That's a, those are three good games. Yeah. Did the Cowboys ever? They. Oh, well, I forgot they played twice because they're in the same conference. On um, the Giants and Cowboys. Um, mm-hmm. Did they play? Is this their second time playing them or? I think it's their second time, their second meeting plan. Yeah, because I want to. I want to say the first meeting. I think Cooper Rush played in that game. Right, right. Uh, yeah, they played week three. So it was Cowboys, Giants, um, Bills. Well, Bill, Bills, Lions will be the first game. Oh, Cowboys, Giants are the Cowboys. second game, and then Patriots, Vikings are the third game. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So uh, I mean, um. Well, first of all, I mean, before we talk about the the NFL, I want to, you know, say that, you know, I want to say rest in peace to uh, Anthony Johnson, Um, you know, um, Anthony Rumble Johnson, he passed away, um, like, abruptly, um, very surprisingly. Mm -hmm. Apparently, he was going through something. um, I read an article saying he was going through, like, a chronic issue um, that he he, he really didn't talk about um, to the press about. um, And... um, you know, I mean, just like uh, like you know, Black Panthers uh, right out right now. Chadwick Boseman passed away. Um, you know, he he was always you know he's not sports related, but yeah. Chadwick he was definitely involved with the NBA. You know, you know, do you remember when um, in the dunk contest when he gave the um the Black Panther mask yep. to uh, Old yep. Depot? Yeah, and that was that was pretty cool. But um, you know, like that's not about sports, but like his life a life lesson that like you know. Like with Chadwick Bozeman, you know, like I think he, I believe he had cancer, and um, you know, nobody, nobody knew what he was, what was going on, and the fact that he was going out, living his life, going to uh, like the movie sets, mm-hmm. doing the training for the for the role, and still playing that role, knowing that he had cancer, um, that's really saying something. Um, and Anthony Johnson, um, I didn't really watch a lot of his fights, but I knew about him. For playing the UFC game um, and watching a couple of his fights, but it's it's just like you know, it's important to always you know you're like say say to your loved ones you know I love you and everyone and you know hug everyone tight because you never know like what a person's going through or or a friend that you have say you know get in touch with them because you never know what that person's dealing. So before we start the shot, wanting you know. Give that message out to the fans. Um, you know, with Thanksgiving and Christmas coming around the corner, you know, it's a 
it's a season of gift. It's a season of giving, um, and, and gifting, but her for mainly giving. So people, you know, who are less fortunate. Um, I do want to. I do want to come up with something. Um, I know it might be short notice. I want to like you know, maybe do a fundraiser. Maybe to like a local food bank or whatever. Um, maybe we can come up with something off air, and maybe we can come up with something how that we can raise money for you know shelters and stuff because you know it's gonna get. And I'm in Jersey, so it got cold out of nowhere. <laughs> so there's like homeless people with no with no homes. I want to you know try to do something. Um, raise some money for. Um, that that area maybe get some turkeys out to the homeless you know so we can definitely talk about that on air um i know it's kind of you know kind of off the dome but you know i'm a person of giving uh so yeah let's uh kind of think of something but um yeah so let's get to the show so um i know nba is you know still early Mm -hmm. but let's dive into the first let's dive into nfl um i know you got the um, I don't want to try to end before the game, but if it goes over a little bit, I know it gets to like what, 8 15, 8 20 ish around, I think, or game time. Yeah, like 8 15 or so. so yeah. yeah, so I mean, we, we might end a little early, might end a little before the game starts, but I know we got the Monday Night Football game, Commanders and Eagles. Eagles are coming yep. in the game, what, 8 7 0, 8 0, um, undefeated. Uh, yep, 8 0. And the commanders, um, Taylor Heineke is starting um, this fourth game. Um, they said that um, they said that Carson Wentz might come back, but I feel like Heineke gives that swagger that the commanders need. Um, they have yeah. um, Terry McLaurin. They have um, Brian Robinson. I mean, it's, it's going to be a good game. Um, I think the Eagles are going to win that game overall, but it's a division game, so I think that. Uh, I mean, like you said, with the Ravens, Bengals, Ravens, Browns, Steelers, Browns, every division game has carries weight. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not gonna say the Commanders are gonna upset the Eagles, but I mean, they might give them a good fight. Um, I know it's in Philadelphia, so that's one thing. Um, but yeah, what do you think about that game, man? Monday Night Football. It's it's gonna be a tough game for the Commanders because with it being in Philly, we know those Philly fans are gonna be ready to go, especially for it being Monday Night. Um, the Eagles have a better squad, but if the commanders can hang around, just be in the game, at least by the start of the fourth quarter, I think they can make it very interesting because with each win that the Eagles get, there's going to be more and more pressure on them in terms of, you know, going undefeated all season, which I don't think they really need to, but I mean, it'd be kind of cool to see a team run the table, you know. The, the Patriots came close to it some years ago, but they fell short in the Super Bowl. So if some team could finally pull it off, I mean, at this point, they'd be, what, 17-0 in the regular season. Uh, I guess they'd have to go like 19-20-0. It's tough to ask, but it's bound to happen one year. You know, every year we have that Dolphins group that gets together when the last undefeated team loses and they throw their little party. I kind of like to see that go away. Get somebody new, but um, yeah, Heineke's gonna have to play well. He can't turn the ball over. The Eagles' secondary is tough, so he has to make sure that when he's, you know, throwing to McLaurin or whoever, that is just don't take any unnecessary risks. And they should be at least in the game. So, uh, but yeah, I fully expect the Eagles to win this one tonight. 
Um, let me just go to the um, standings. So uh, Eagles are eight and no. So um, I mean, I know I can't say the word on air, uh, but BS meter. Do you think it's BS or not? Can the Eagles win out for the rest of the way? Um, they re- I mean, I'm, I pr- I'm pretty sure you're aware of their, their schedule, but just mm-hmm. if you don't know, um, they play the Commanders tonight, um, the Colts. Um, that'll be week. Um, I think that's week eleven or twelve. Um, then they have the Packers, Titans, Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, and Eagles, or Saints and Giants again. So there's definitely a tough stretch in there because the stretch with the Titans, um, what do you say? The Titans, the so, uh, so commanders tonight, um, Colts after that, Packers, um, Titans, Giants, tough one. So, beating, so playing Giants twice still, that's hard because it's divisional. Um, Mm -hmm. um, then Bears, this should be a W. Um, Could be tough, but, though, because Justin Fields is playing much better. What did I tell you, Kyle? Like I said, on big big three. Like, I mean, I know you said it with me, too, but, like, you know, Fields is going off, man. Like, yeah. He, like, the offensive coordinator is letting Justin Fields loose. Um, he's letting him play like himself. Um, I'm not sure if they have given the keys to Justin Fields yet to, for the offense, which they should. He is a quarterback. But I mean, I, I saw him rush, um, rush against Miami. Like, didn't even get touched in the uh, going to the end zone. You know, kind of like how, like the Ravens' offense, like like, like letting Lamar run it. There's n- nobody open, not forcing the pass. Um, so yeah, I'm, I definitely see you know the Bears kind of opening up Justin Fields, you know, um, artillery. I should say like his arsenal. So. Um, yeah, I mean, how do you feel about I mean, that? Like the Bears. Well, one one difference is Lamar has Mark Andrews. Oh well, yeah, and yeah. I think, but, but I'm think saying this seen, letting... Yeah, but, but I, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, yeah. what we've seen the past couple of weeks is that it seems like Fields is starting to build a little bit of a connection with Cole Komet because Cole Komet had a pretty good game yesterday, and right. I think if if Fields can establish Cole Komet, that will make Fields' job that much more. Uh, much easier to kind of make way with not the greatest wide receivers. And the Bears, you know, just because Fields is playing well now, that doesn't mean they don't have holes to fill. They still have to get him a game-changing wide receiver. The offensive line, I think they need to upgrade certain spots there. Uh, Running back, they're fine. But, I mean, I don't know how much Montgomery has left in him. And... Herbert is a good backup, but I think they could probably use another running back. So hopefully they the Bears understand that Fields is the guy. Um, I've heard from different places like the front office has been thinking about, you know, drafting another quarterback and maybe moving on from Fields. I think that'd be a big mistake. You know, you have a guy who can win. One at Ohio State, he knows how to play this game. Start putting the pieces around him that fit his style of play and they'll be fine because that division, you know, Green Bay, I think is going to struggle for the next couple of years, at least as long as Aaron Rodgers is there and they have their own questions. Wow, he said a couple of years. Okay. I, yeah. I, I just I don't see another number one receiver. 
I don't see Rogers getting better as he gets older. I don't see him yeah. as that type of guy. So if the Packers can't figure it out, that's up for grabs. The Lions are still young and rebuilding. So it's basically just the Vikings. And I think a lot of people still don't believe in the Vikings. I mean, they beat the Bills, so that might change some minds. But there's no reason to think that I, like the Bears can't be the second-best team in that division next season fighting for a wild-card spot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like going with the Packers, I think that, like, like I, I think that – I mean, Packers fans might get upset about this, but I think, like, they wasted, I mean, a draft pick on – on love, I mean, obviously he's a talent. He's a good talented quarterback, but I mean, I feel like his talent is being dwindled because Aaron is still there. Um, you know, I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers kind of brought that on himself though, because yeah, Aaron Rodgers I mean, being I, flaky in the off season, they yeah. kind of had to have a backup plan. But for the past couple of t- times I've seen Jordan Love play, I mean, he's obviously hasn't been good, but he's shown flashes of you know hope uh, for the future. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying, like, as he sits on the bench and Aaron Rodgers is still, like, you know, struggling, I mean, like like you said, I think the, the Aaron or Aaron trying to try to probably forced the Packers' hand of drafting quarterback because, like you, like you said, he was holding out um, to a contractor. You know, he wasn't happy or satisfied, so they had to get a quarterback. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like he's, what, Jordan Love has, has sat on the bench for, like, what, one or two years now? And had not really seen any, like, you know, enough. So, I don't know what they're going to do. Aaron Rodgers sat for three years behind I heard that Jordan Love might go to a team that actually needs him. I mean, I'm saying, like, maybe like a team, like. That's something they got to think about, trading him. That's what I'm saying. That's why they kind of wasted that that, that pick on that quarterback. Um, I mean, obviously, Love was the best quarterback of that, that, I guess, of that. Draft. I'm, I'm not sure who was in that he draft. He, was, he, Jordan was Love in that is one class? of those. Oh gosh, I can't remember. I have to look it up. But Jordan Love was kind of like Trey Lance, where uh, yeah, there's a lot, there's like a lot of unknown about them, but they think the talent is there because Jordan Love went to what was he at the Air Force or something? So not not necessarily a big name school, but no, not Air Force. Utah State is where Jordan Love went. And unless you live in Utah or like the mountain time zone, you know, you're not going to really watch Utah state football. So Jordan loves a dual threat. That's kind of the, the trend the NFL's going in. He's just a guy who's just, he's going to need time on the field to develop. There's only so much he'll be able to do in practice each week. So it's going to be a struggle for him when he finally gets his opportunity, but Whichever team he's on, just got to live with it for a little bit. Yeah, I, I definitely agree, agree with that. Um, so I guess we can um, go over like the set of games, and I have a like I'm trying to try I'm gonna try a game, um, a, pretend, a, a pretenders and contenders. Um, so before that, the game, um, we're gonna just take a dive into um, the, the week. Wait, is it week ten recap? Yes, we we can recap and then we can quickly go over um go over picks for the uh, week eleven picks. Um, so I guess we can start off with the uh, with the Thursday night game, Panthers Falcons. On um, Panthers one fifteen to twenty five to fifteen. Uh, 
go to the box score. Um, PJ Walker had you know uh, 108 yards, um, sacked one time out of seven. Um, Falcons Mariota had um, 186 yards, uh, sacked five times, two touchdowns, one interception. So, I mean, what do you think about that game? It's a game the Falcons shouldn't have won, but because of the Falcons, they lost it. The Falcons play one way at home. On the road, they play completely different. And Falcons fans, you know, I've lived in Atlanta for a number of years now. Falcons fans always make me laugh because, you know, when they won, I think their fourth game of the season – a lot of Falcons fans are posting on Twitter about how, you know, people during the offseason didn't think the Falcons were going to win like four or five games. They already won four games. And I try to tell people, like, that doesn't mean anything because the rest of the Falcons season, I still don't think they're going to be a playoff team. And that's something that you bring up if they become a playoff team. You try to rub it in people's faces. Just because you won four games and you're trying to rub it in people's faces, I, I don't get that with Falcons fans. And this game shows why people don't have high hopes for them. Because Mariota, offensively, they limited him. He's just like short dump passes, but a lot of running the ball. Defensively, they still can't tackle, which has been an issue for like five years now. They miss more tackles than any other team that that I've really watched, you know, most Sundays. And Carolina took advantage of that. P.J. Walker is not a great quarterback, but in a game like that, he was good enough to get them the win. Yeah, I mean, Foreman, um, um, the run of that for the Panthers had uh, carried 31 times for 130 yards and a touchdown. Um, LaVisca um, Chenault added a 40-yard burst to the end zone, and the Panthers beat the Carolina Falcons 25-15. Um, there was times where the um, where Foreman he did admit that he was gassed, um, he was tired, um, but the counter um, running back said he didn't complain about you know coming out, um, because I guess he waited so long to get this opportunity after he injured, after he had an injury play career, mm-hmm. um, so I mean he wasn't gonna like you know waste the uh, um, an off possession on a sideline, even though he was gassed, but that was the deciding factor. I mean, um, Carolina had, you know, Foreman rushed for 31 or 130, um, 23 were the longest, one touchdown. Um, None of the running backs uh, had any touchdowns. Um, Williams had four carries for 25 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, Alligare had eight carries for 20 yards, and Cordell Patterson had five for 18. Um, so obviously, Carolina's rushing game was the factor of winning that game. I mean, even though the, I mean, the Falcons they they brought it back. Um, they're only down by 10. But again, another another boring Thursday night football game. Two two bad teams. Um, kind of like in like the playoff or in like the rankings, but. Um. Yeah, I mean that was well seen it on the stat line. I mean, yeah, the running game was definitely a factor on mm-hmm. how with Foreman at the at the forefront 
Um, and they couldn't stop him. I mean, obviously, he ran the ball for 130 yards. And nobody could stop him. So on th- 31 tries. So that was the uh, story on that game. Um, like any final thoughts on that game? Any final thoughts on Thursday night's game? I, I mean, the Falcons missed an opportunity to really make some noise in that division with the Buccaneers struggling so much. But I, I think everything's right in the NFC South world right now. The Bucks are on top of that division. They'll stay up there. The Falcons will now be in a fight with the Saints, I guess, to be second best in that division. But uh, the Falcons have plenty of holes still to fill before they're going to be legit contenders, and Thursday night kind of showed that. Right. Um, let me see. Okay, next game, um, Jaguars-Chiefs. I know that um, kind of like in the middle of the game, Juju Smith uh, was like – completely knocked out of the game, um, had to head it clearly out of the helmet to helmet hit. Um, he was after the game. Um, and the Chiefs again beat the Jaguars by by uh 10, 27-17. Mahomes uh did Mahomes did Mahomes like things. He had uh, 331 passing yards, um, had a high QB rating of 129.6, uh four touchdowns, one interception he was sacked zero times. Um, the rushing game wasn't really that. I mean, Mahomes had nine or uh, had thirty nine yard rushing yards um, off of seven carries. Nineteen yards was the longest. I mean, Tony had uh, Kadarius Tony had two carries for thirty three yards. Um, uh, now on the receiving, Kelsey is going to do Kelsey like things. Uh, 81 yards off of six carries, uh, one touchdown. Valdez Scantley, um, 20 yards or, or uh, 60 yards off of three carries. Um, and on the Jaguars side, I mean, Lawrence had a high uh, rating too, 106, had almost 300 yards, 259, um, had two touchdowns, mm-hmm. was sacked five times. Um, the, the rushing game was pretty good. I mean, 11 carries for. Um, I don't know how to say uh, t- uh, Tenny uh, Jr. Uh, had 45 yards of, of 11 carries. Um, Lawrence rushed for 26 yards. I mean, this again at Jaguars. I mean, it, it, it was in their grasp to win, but the Chiefs, you know, Mahomes almost did for 40 yards, four touchdowns. So he, you know, did Mahomes things and he willed his team to victory. Um, yeah. Any thoughts about that game? Um, the Chiefs, they, they just don't run the ball. That's just what they're about right now. Uh, it is good to see that they've actually gotten some pint, some kind of production out of Kadarius Tony, because we know he's with the Giants, but Giants fans fell out of love with him pretty quickly. Maybe for him, just being in a situation where the Chiefs have won a Super Bowl before, that's their main, you know, thought plans each year. Maybe that changes his way and the way he approaches football. Uh, the Jaguars, they started off the season with a lot of promise, but they've kind of just fallen back into the team that we kind of assumed that they were, where they're still rebuilding. Doug Peterson just got there, so there's a lot he has to work out through. Uh, Etienne Jr. has come on later in the season. He kind of disappeared early in the year, so that's something to build off of. So the Jaguar season is just a fine building blocks. Christian Kirk had a good game. Now, if Ridley, who they traded for during the trade deadline, 
if he's able to play next year, you know, Ridley and Christian Kirk could be a good uh, duo for Trevor Lawrence going forward. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's another lost season for Jacksonville, but I, I think they're setting pieces in place at least to try it again next year and maybe be a little bit better. Because once again, that's another division, you know, with the Texans still struggling, the Colts going through their own issues. The Titans, yeah, are still leading that division, but we know once Derrick Henry falls off the cliff that all running backs do, the Titans will probably be in a little bit of trouble. So that's going to be another division to watch next season. If, I mean, before we go on to our next game, I mean, let's talk about the Colts. I mean, everyone was saying Jeff Saturday, you know, uh, I guess depending on if he gets hired as a head coach for next season, um, I would say former ESPN analyst um, for right now. Uh, basically, was 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 the ESPN analyst, which he's, he does a good job at, you know, analyzing yeah. football. Because, um, but he literally was on TV as an analyst like well, last week, and now he got the interim head coaching job. A lot of people were kind of iffy, saying that there was some better candidates like an Eric Behenemy or, um, you know, another, you know, other. If you I know, was beginning to me, I wouldn't leave Kansas City for. Oh no! Well, I'm saying there's, there's other like you know Brian Flores, there's other candidates. For no, I, I I know what you're saying. I was just saying like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I kind of think around the league, a lot of coaches might not even want to work for Jim Irsay because he's he he's he wants to be Jerry Jones so bad, and for being in Indianapolis, I think a lot of coaches are going to turn away from that job. So he may end up just hiring Jeff Saturday or it's, it's going to be a job where a first time head coach will go there because they'll just want the opportunity, but to get it like an established guy, it might be hard for Ursa to sign somebody like that. Right. Right. And I mean, he did get the W against the Raiders. Um, most coaches like in their first game ever possibly in most cases may get a loss their first game. But I mean, they play the Raiders. I mean, Raiders yeah. have their own issues. Perfect team for them um, to start with. <laughs> like and that's surprising to say because, like, early in the season, I mean, the Raiders were not Super Bowl contenders, but they were like, you know, playoff bound team after being in the playoffs last year with Derek Carr, mm-hmm. Sean Adams, um, Aaron Rodgers' homeboy. Um, they had Josh Jacobs. I mean, um, well, he was Derek Carr's homeboy first because they went to school together. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're, yeah, like, you I, know, in the playoff just, mix, playoff yeah. talk. And, I mean, me being so happy to find Devontae. I wish he had been going off for me a couple games, but uh, for fantasy football. But, I mean, I, I, I drafted him as, my, I think, my first receiver. And, I, I mean, thank God fantasy football doesn't count, like, actual team record wins because it tracks into the stats and the, and the touchdowns and the yards. Um but let me see what he put up, Adams, real quick for my fantasy um, this week. Adams put me up. I mean, he put me up 27. Yeah. 27.60. So, I mean, he had uh, 126 yards, one touchdown, nine out of 14 carries. I mean, he had a good game, but mm-hmm. sometimes he doesn't, doesn't get targeted a lot in some games and, like, um, but yeah, like the Cowboys. Ha- I mean, not Cowboys. I'm gonna talk about um, the Raiders have issues of their own. I mean, yep. Derek Carr was caught crying in the press conference. 
I'm not sure what for. Um, maybe that they're putting in all this hard work at practice and it's not it's, showing yeah. up. Yeah. Um, Josh McDaniels, I mean, people are complaining about him, about him being, you know, not I mean, him being with the Patriots, your team, mm-hmm. um, under, <laughs> under, I'm sorry, <laughs> under Bilicek, um, you know, kind of work with Tom Brady. So you think that him working with Tom Brady and Gronkowski and all of them, um, veterans and Hall of Famers, um, he would kind of work with Derek Carr and Adams, um, but it just hasn't been. I mean, Darren Waller kind of what got put on injury reserve. That's um, a, that's so a big, that's a big blow. That's a big reason. Right I think there. Renfro is out too. I believe Hunter yep. Renfro is out. So, I mean, honestly, oh, I think his name um in the group chat, uh, Jake Silva. I think he's a Chargers fan, right? Yes. Saying, um, I mean, like Herbert, like I, I, I like the man, and I get injuries are a factor, and same same thing with Derek Carr. Um, you know, Derek Carr has a lot of injury bugs around him. Like, um, obviously Waller is top tight ends out. Um, Hunter Renfro's out. Um, I mean, I do like their, um, their D tackle, um, Alex Crosby. He's nice, but I mean, they just haven't really put up, you know, the, the wins and sooner or later, driver Daniels might get the boot. Um, just like, um, just like, uh, Who's the um, who's the coach for the Colts? I got the boot. Um, Frank, oh, Frank, Frank, Wright. Frank Wright. So yeah. I want to. I mean, the Raiders are sitting at what's their conference? Um, I think they're like two and eight or something at this point. Either actually two and seven. Okay. Um, so below five hundred. So what a turn of events. How you know, that team was supposed to be good on paper, you know, with the whole Adam signing, and now they're just two and seven. Like I think that's where people made the mistake was that, you know, the offseason they said, oh, the AFC West, every team can make the playoff. I never believed that because, one, I knew the Raiders aren't good enough to make the playoffs. The Chargers are probably a surprise because they're sitting outside the playoffs right now, but – I, I still thought it was only going to be two teams from that division that make it. Now, we've seen the Broncos struggle as well, but the Raiders, just because they got they got Devontae Adams, that did not solve all their issues. And to try to put all the issues on Josh McDaniels would be, like, stupid of the Raiders. But, you know, the Raiders have been chasing that glory from, you know, when John Gruden was there, like, the first time, and they were a Super Bowl contender. They haven't really been back there since, so they're going to – they're going to keep doing this to themselves. Um, I was thinking, like, after that game, there's a good chance Josh McDaniels will be the offensive coordinator for the Patriots next season. And that may just be what he is the rest of his career. Because if this doesn't work with the Raiders, I don't see him getting another shot anywhere else. Unless he goes to college to be a college. I mean, yeah. I mean, I thought I mean, I mean, thought with him coming from a system like the Patriots and helping out, you know, Tom Brady and – all the offensive players on that team. I thought maybe his experience with coming to the Raiders. I mean, obviously he worked with, you know, um, um, you know, Adam Dola and he worked with um, Chris Hogan and uh, back in the day. So, I mean, I, I mean, I would assume in every Raiders fan would assume that, you know, with that experience and that stature of players, he can bring it over to the Raiders and it's just not working. And like you said, like, Maybe off of the coordinator position is what he's gonna 
is is his forte for the rest of his career. And uh, and like you said, man, if you can't work with, you know, well, I mean, where would you put Adam as a receiver? Like top, uh, I top, would, oh, like oh. like not. I I guess I would say overall, like at receiver, you know, you got digs, yeah. your digs, your. I mean, Adam was up there with. I mean, Aaron. I mean, he was like, you know. I would take Diggs ahead of him. Don't say Chris Webber, man. I take. Uh, <laughs> Yo. I take Justin Jefferson ahead of him. Yo. I take Cooper Cup ahead of him. Uh, I'd probably take AJ Brown ahead of him. Trusty. Trusty. By the way, y'all, that Chris Webber joke is like an inside joke between me and yes. Kyle. Like we, I mean, I will get into that later in the yeah. show. But. <laughs> uh, I take DeAndre Hopkins ahead of him. I'd probably have Adams in the five to ten range. Well, I guess six to uh, ten uh, range. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, with him, you know, I mean, he's, I mean, Jonathan Daniels, he's worked with. Out the receiver throughout his years with the Patriots in tight ends. I and mean, Derek, Derek Carr is no Tom Brady, though. Oh, no. Oh, I'm not definitely not saying that. I'm saying that, like, just how, like, his experience with, like, working no, with I, like, I receivers and, like, you know, special teams players and, um, like, like that. That's also like, a difference, too. Belichick thinks long term. So when he builds his roster, he thinks from guy number one to 53 on the active roster. And he spreads out the talent that way. A lot of these other teams don't do that. So, yes, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, um, guys like that, you would think the Raiders would be better. But like I said, just because those guys, those guys are good doesn't mean the offensive line is comparable to you know, the offensive line Brady had in New England. Or defensively, the Raiders probably have like a couple of guys who are pretty good. But what about the rest of the defense? So there's more into roster building than just getting, oh, Devontae Adams. That fixes everything. Right. Yeah, he's a great wide receiver, but you got to realize defenses know that too. So they'll just double team him. Then what do you do after that? Right. And plus, I mean, you need to build up your own line too to, to protect Derek, or Derek Carr too. So, yeah. And like you make up a good point how like Belichick like you know looks at his roster up and down from one to fifty three and like you know has that backup plans. Like I'm not sure uh, who. Well, obviously, Rob moved on from the Patriots and played with the Buccaneers. But who who was uh, who was um the Patriots tight end that was kind of going for replacement? I mean, that's probably been Belichick's biggest issue, but. Uh, he went with what Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. Hunter Henry's been pretty good. Jonu Smith really struggled last season, but you know he's he's coming on a little bit this year. I mean, neither of them are on Gronk's level, but not a lot of tight ends are on Gronk's level because Gronk is just with his athleticism plus his height and his weight. He's like a freak of nature, and to try to find another guy like that. That's tough, but I mean, I would say probably Hunter Henry's been the closest replacement to Gronk's somewhat um, production-wise, but yeah, Belichick still hasn't really found a guy to match what Gronk did. And even 
Aaron Hernandez was a name that, you know, we know what he did off the field, but on the field, he was another guy that kind of revolutionized the tight end position because he could line up as a wide receiver. Towards the end of his tenure in New England, he was lining up as a running back and doing well there. So uh, it's going to be tough to try to find a duo like that again. Right, right. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, I think we all know the Chiefs are going to you know, are, are, are kind of have – are sitting at the top of the top of the hill in that, in that division, um, seven and two. The, I mean, looking at, looking at their schedule, I mean, they have um, the Chargers. Actually, that's going to be a good game. Uh, Chargers um, on Sunday night, uh, mm-hmm. next Sunday night. And then they have the Rams, Bengals, Broncos, Texans, Seahawks, Broncos, Raiders to end up the season. So, I mean, they could run away, run away with this division. Now, the only game I, I could say they can trip on, is possibly I'm gonna be very cautious about saying this. Maybe the Seahawks. I mean, they are six, six and four, and um, mm-hmm. I mean the Bengals. Uh, yeah. But other than that, the Broncos. I mean, the Chargers because they're in this division. As you know, even if the Chiefs are the better team in the division, that's still a divisional game. So it can, you know, um, but Herbert has that team has injuries. Keenan Allen's been out. I drafted Mike Williams. I, he's on my injury reserve. He's been on for like yep. four weeks now. So, in Eckler, mm-hmm. I mean, he's still playing. But uh, I think they benched um, who they bench on uh, that running back. Uh, Eckler, not Eckler. Um, yeah, I'm talking about the Rams. I'm sorry. See, I, see, I, I get the Rams and Chargers confused. Oh, okay, because okay. I was talking about like Cam Akers, Cam Akers, but that's the Rams. That's the Rams. <laughs> But um yeah, um so looking at the other games is I mean we're not gonna go through them, but we have to talk about the Bills and Vikings game, yep. game of the year, in my opinion, probably your mm-hmm. opinion too, yep. and catch of the year in the same game. Um, literally me, 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 me and my brother were in the room watching the game, and um, I felt like me, me and my brother knew that. Jefferson, because he was hot, like catching the, like you know, spectacular catches, and we knew that he was gonna make this. I don't, was it a one-handed catch? Yeah. So the one-handed yeah. there, catch. There was like a few one-handed catches yesterday. And crazy thing is, the Jefferson catch is like overshadowing the Diggs catch that was a little bit earlier, because Diggs had a one-handed catch too. But Jefferson's, oh, yeah, I think, oh, was yeah. a little bit more difficult. So. But um. Just doing push-ups. This coach, I'm gonna, I'm doing some Monday Night Football like thing, and he's doing push-ups on the sideline. No, oh, yeah. Like I was doing the come on, man. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, I mean, uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> I got that from the ESPN. Uh, what were we talking about? The um. Uh, the Bills Vikings. Because oh, you're talking about the, yeah, oh, the talking game the of the year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sh- all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That was that was a good game. Um, now, um, I mean, we saw uh, Justin Allen. He was pissed. Uh, you know, at the end of the game, throw his helmet down because he threw a pick to basically fill the game for the Vikings. 
I like um, the reaction. I have no problem with it. <laughs> yeah, so he should be mad at himself for that throw. I mean, yeah, because but I mean, how the guy how wasn't open. Well, like him, literally, I was. Mm-hmm. No, well, I was just gonna say, like for him, he knows he has a strong arm, and because of that, he'll take risks like that. And that's just going to be a mentality thing where he's going to have to figure out that. And he kind of did it earlier in the season. For some reason, he didn't do it on that play. Where earlier in the year, he would throw checkdowns when, you know, the deep throw wasn't there. And I was really surprised by that. But that play right there was him going back to his old ways where in the smallest window, he thinks he can fit it in there. And that was a pass he should have never thrown. The worst case scenario, the Bills should have came out of that game with a tie. But I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh so like yeah, definitely that was the game. Potentially, I mean, we have some a, a, a lot of play left. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the game game of the game of the year, uh, and catch of the year, um, yep. hands down. And uh I mean the thing that, like I said in the group chat, of the Sports Empire group chat, was like the narrative, if like Mahomes or not even Mahomes, like if Lamar was in that position, mm-hmm. you know, people would have been on his jock like, oh, they, they can't get it done. But every time like when Josh Allen has a bad game, like I don't see people, you know, going – like criticizing him, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm pretty sure there are, but like Lamar, I mean, I got obviously he has the MVP, I mean, United MVP 2019, so like maybe he carries more weight. But people say, oh, like if Lamar fumbled the ball on the goal line and if Lamar threw that pick um, to steal the game for the Vikings, oh, no, he would have been, he would have been, like, you know, criticizing the media heavily, which he, he would have. Like, what do you think about that narrative? Do you think that's a, a correct narrative or what do you? So, it comes with being a quarterback, number one. Number two, with guys like Lamar Jackson, and you could throw in, you know, Vince Young's, Michael Vick, um, guys like that who are super athletic. When it comes to the quarterback position, there's always questions about their ability to throw the ball. Like I said, Mike Vick, if you think of Mike Vick and think of a highlight, it was probably him running around like 20 different guys and scoring a touchdown. Mike Vick had the strongest arm you'll ever see, wasn't accurate. And that was a narrative that followed him pretty much throughout his career until like uh, he got to like the Eagles and the Steelers. And at that point, he wasn't as athletic. So he had to work on being more accurate. Uh, even Cam Newton, you could throw him in there because accuracy was issues with him much of his career. And that's the same thing we're seeing with Lamar because Lamar, we know, is a crazy good athlete. And even Justin Fields, guys like that, thrown into the same category. People will stop using that narrative when I said with Lamar, if he wins a ring, people will stop. Until he does that, this is going to continue. And then even more so, he needs playoff wins. He only has, I think, one playoff win under his belt. So until he starts stacking playoff wins 
you know, AFC title games. He doesn't even have to make the Super Bowl this year. But if he were to make a run at the AFC title game and lose in the AFC title game, I think the narrative would start going away a little bit. But it's the games where we see, you know, Lamar has a stat line where he'll be like 9 for 16 throwing the ball, but he'll run for like 150 yards. So the people who in the back of their minds thinks Lamar's not that great of a passer, they see a line like that, they'll just be like, oh, see, he couldn't throw the ball, so they just ran the ball. And I'm one of those who thinks, I don't care how you win a game. If you want to win a game running the ball, let that be your identity, and then just do that. And that's kind of where Baltimore is at this point. You know, they they put multiple guys in the backfield, they run RPO, and that's how they win. Now, come playoffs, it do, it's a little bit tougher to win that way because you're going up against teams that are strictly game planning for you, and usually you face better defenses in the playoffs. So that's why I've said several times, like to you and in the group chat, like, when it comes to the playoffs, especially this year, it's going to be major for Lamar, especially playing for a contract. Because I do think Baltimore will give him the, give him his money, but there may be some hesitation with it. Because let's say they make the playoffs and they're out in the wild card round. To then give a guy $250 million or $300 million, coming off of a performance like that, Fans might be like, okay, I'm glad he got his money, but now what's next? We can't get first-round exits anymore for the right. talent that he is. So I get where you're coming from with the whole narrative. You know, Josh Allen's a guy that the NFL media loves because he was actually in Lamar's situation early in his career. People questioned whether he was fit for this league you know, he struggled with accuracy his first couple of years, and then he's turned that around, and now you don't hear it anymore. That's what I'm saying. He's a bigger, he's a bigger bodied quarterback too. Like he can yeah. run in, but he's like six, he's, he's like a Joe Flacco on on steroids. Joe Flacco, but he can run it. But more and, athletic, yeah. More athletic. Oh yeah. And yeah. I mean, Lamar, he's gotten bigger too. But like, yeah, I think he's like six four, six six three, six four. But he, he gained some. Yeah, I think he brought some muscle, but. Allen's like what six six and or six seven and or six at least six 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 Josh seven Allen, like two thirty like a tight end yeah and I think that's another thing with Lamar is because people are worried if Lamar were to you know have some injury that may maybe takes away some of his athleticism could he fall back on his throwing ability and still be a quarterback. Hey man, Allen's injured too. I think he had that what that elbow. Um, and a lot of people were saying that like he, they shouldn't have played him that game because like knowing that they had Diggs and Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure who their quarter or their backup quarterback is. The Bills, Case but Case Keenum. I mean, they, they, they what they could have done was they could have gave Allen a rest. I don't think um, obviously, obviously Allen. I mean, uh, Allen. There was something off of him. I mean, obviously he had a good, you know, good game throwing the ball, but like there was something that was kind of iffy. Maybe that was due to the elbow, but maybe they could have been like, but like, but like you said, he didn't want to set out. But I think for the for the team, I mean, knowing that, I mean, they're playing the Vikings, which I mean, they they are a good team this year, the Vikings. But knowing that, you know, you have a good, still have a good team. You have Von Miller on the other side. You have um, Singletary, and I, and I think they. Um, and I think they 
uh, signed or traded for Mika Hyde off the off the Colts. I mean, they have a good you know backup or quarter or running back room, Davis and Diggs. I mean, so what they could have done was they they could have benched. I mean, cause I didn't know he was gonna play until like Schefter tweeted that. Oh, he's they kept it quiet it all week. It was a game time decision. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, I mean, that would have been the best. You know, advice to not let him play that game and then have him rest and play next week. But I mean, I, I think I we still think, have that. I don't think Josh Allen's built that way. And even with all that, they were literally just—it was the what the snap on their yeah. one-yard line that turned into a Vikings touchdown. Well, I mean, they what, get what the snap that? off, mm-hmm. and he falls forward for a yard. The Bills win that game, and we're not having this conversation, right? But. But I mean, but you can't. But like, but like, you never, but like you never know with the elbow injuries. Though. Like you never how know how, you know how the elbow feels. You might get you know what's that thing that Brett Favre had uh, tendonitis. So that could go into. I mean, I'm not saying he might. He's gonna. He's not gonna get that. But um, just gotta be careful, you know, because people are gonna are, are coming for Josh Allen. So it's like, I mean, I guess they have a, they have a good online, but this protection, you know, for the elbow. Um, I, mean, I mean, we'll see how running. they. He was running and like leading with that shoulder, that right arm, and running over guys. So he, either he's not feeling the pain, and maybe it was just going off of adrenaline. But from the way he played yesterday, I wouldn't be that worried about him. Now we'll have to see in terms of like today how he woke up. Was his elbow stiff? Was it swollen? Then we might know a little bit more about the open injury, but. If he felt good yesterday, because he did play pretty well, except for a couple of decisions that he made, but he looked like a guy that I wouldn't be mad as a Bills fan that he played yesterday. But like I said, I want to see during this week of practice, how does his arm hold up? Right, right. Um, so I guess we'll, I guess the last game we'll talk about for Week 10 is um, the Cowboys-Packers. I mean... I know it wasn't Sunday night football game, but it was like the game before Sunday night football. And um, I was, I was really thinking in my head, like Cowboys, what are you doing? I mean, you're it was like fourth and well, I think it was like fourth and three. They were in a field goal range. They had the kicker warming up on the sideline. Actually, Greg Ol- Greg Olson was like they showed the clip of the kicker getting warmed up, and he had his foot near the heater. Mm-hmm. And he he's gonna have the heater can get hot real quick and like you know he's seen players get their you know solar foot burn um, from that powerful heat heater but I mean he was getting his his foot warm I don't know what was going through uh through um I keep my, I'm bad with names um the coach um Mike McCarthy yeah Mike McCarthy. I'm not. I'm not sure what's going on, going on in his head. I mean, obviously, I know what's going on in his head. He wanted to prove a point. Green Bay ran him out of town because, like they always do in Green Bay, they blame the coach. They never blame Aaron Rodgers. So for all of Rodgers' failures in the playoffs, all fell on McCarthy. It was McCarthy's first time going back there, and I think he just wanted to prove a point. Now, was it the smartest decision? No. But, uh, I mean, the way that game was going, the Cowboys should have won that game. They're the better team, the better built team. But, I don't know, Dak 
doesn't look right. Dak was a guy who, when he was in the game, didn't throw interceptions, took care of the ball. He was throwing careless passes all day yesterday. Uh, I know Zeke Elliott didn't play, so maybe that changed the game plan a little bit. But um, grand scheme of things, Cowboys will probably still be a playoff team. The Packers probably still won't be a playoff team. I know a lot of people try and say if that win yesterday saved their season. It didn't. The Packers have glaring holes everywhere. Uh, I do find it funny that Aaron Rodgers trashed the young wide receivers all year, but then was it Christian Watson had a great game yesterday. And what does that go? You know, does that mean Watson's in the club with Aaron Rodgers now? He'll start throwing on the ball more. He'll trust them more. We'll have to see. That would be definitely a big step this year that they could carry over into next year. But the Vikings are going to win that division unless it's some monumental collapse. And then for the Packers to try to be a wild card team, like who do they replace? Because right now it's the Giants, Cowboys, and the Niners as your wild card teams. I don't see the Niners going anywhere because I said several places. I think they're going to be the best team in the second half of the year in the NFC. Uh, the Giants, yeah, they have their issues, but they keep finding ways to win. Luckily, they're playing like a last place schedule, so they're taking advantage of that. I don't see that going away. And the Cowboys are still better than the Packers even after yesterday. So I, I just don't see how the Packers get to the playoffs at this point. Yeah, I mean, the Packers probably have to win out on the rest of the way. Now, I know that's going to be hard to do, um, but – yeah. So let's um before we do the um the little game uh pretenders and contenders. Yep. Just briefly let's go over the um week 11 matchups um just start with start with the Thursday night game. I think the Packers they play the Titans. Um I think the Titans are going to beat them. I think Derrick Henry is going to bully them. Yeah. Uh-huh. So um, but I'm not sure if Tannehill's back or um, Malik Will's going to start. I'm not sure. They keep going back and forth with those two. I honestly don't know. I think it's going to be Tannehill. What will help the Packers is that the Titans' offense isn't explosive at all. They're basically going to give you 17 to 23 points a game. So can the Packers find a way to score in the 20s? We'll have to see. But But I think the Titans win that game too. Yeah, well, I mean, Green Bay actually, um, they are three three point favorites. So, I mean, that's kind of that's that's the media love for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. That's all that is. I wouldn't have him as a favorite, but me neither. Me neither. Um, so the uh, Panthers, Ravens. Um, Ravens had, didn't play. I think neither of our teams played this week. We had buys. Yep. Um, Patriots and Ravens. So the Ravens play. The Panthers, there was news that P.J. Walker is hurt, so Baker Mayfield will be stepping into the quarterback position. Okay. So it's going to be a little AFC North, former AFC North rivalries. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I had the Ravens obviously being the Panthers. I mean, the way our defense looked against uh, the Saints. I saw the um, 
Yeah, I saw the way the like with the new addition of, of, of Roquan Smith um, in that middle of that defense. I mean, the way we were just you know stopping Alva Kamara. Um, yeah, the Ravens are twelve point favorites coming to the game, so I'm not expecting any loss in that game. Baker Mayfield might might play good, but Lamar is better. Um, the, the Ravens have a better, you know, with Gus Edwards coming back. Um, I think he was down a couple games, and I think potentially with our bye week passing, I think um, Mark Andrews is coming back. Mm-hmm. So that's a big thing. Um, so what do you think in this game? What do you think? I mean, the Ravens should win the game. Uh, the Panthers' defense isn't terrible. Uh, they have some playmakers on that team. It's going to come down to Baker Mayfield and what he looks like with the offense, but I I just don't think they have enough weapons to compete with a team like the Ravens. Now, whether you want to talk about the line being 12 and can the Panthers maybe cover? Sure, we can talk about that, but I don't see how the Ravens lose this game. Now, if they were to lose it, there'd be a lot of questions coming out of it. But, yeah, I'd pick the Ravens with no questions. Um, so, speaking of the Chiefs, on the play Chargers, um, Kansas City is point a touchdown favorite. Um, Chiefs are 72, Chargers are 5 4. I mean, I think Mahomes are going to have another big game. I mean, he's on a hot streak. He almost had 400 passing yards last game. Um, and Charter just, just beat up all, all the way around. Um, he did give your injury report of Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Um, there's probably a better chance Keenan Allen playing. I, I just don't know about Mike Williams right now, right? Right? Um, I just, yeah, so I kind of see the Chiefs beating, beating them. Um, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you have the same opinion, Chiefs over the Chargers, yeah. The only thing that worries me with the Chiefs going forward is the lack of a running game. Oh, yeah. With the Chargers, you could probably win that, but I think that could be something that keeps them from a Super Bowl title. Maybe using Tony back there could be an answer. I mean, I like uh, Pacheco, but they they need another guy back there. But, yeah, they, they should win this one easily, only because the Chargers are that banked up. Gosh, um, so I mean, the next game, I mean, we're gonna have to go through all of them. I mean, um, Browns, Bills, Bills are gonna win. I think, I think, I think they're gonna bounce back. Um, Eagles, Colts, Eagles are gonna win. Um, Jets, Patriots, oh, hey, Patriots are gonna get good. That David that stepped up, though, man, Sauce Gardner, man. Yeah, they had that defense in the first game. <laughs> How'd that work out for them? It's, it's something what... about the Jets when they face the Patriots, and especially Zach Wilson. He struggles. Uh, this game's in New England. So before the season, I thought they were going to split because I thought the Jets were going to win in New York and then New England would win You know when they played this game. But them getting the win against the Jets in New York, I think they you know, followed up here. I could see the Jets winning it. I'm not going to disrespect them like that, but I just can't trust Zach Wilson against the Patriots' defense. Matthew Judon is killing it. 
with the sacks. I think he has like 12 and a half already. Um, Jack Jones, Devin McCourty in the bat in the defense secondary, they're ball hawks. So can they win it? Yes, I would go with the Patriots in that one. But yeah, I mean I like Gardner. I like Quinn and Williams. I like CJ Mosley. But it's probably gonna be low scoring, but I, I would go Patriots in that one. Alright, alright. Um, do, 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 who else? Um, I know they had the AFC divisional game Sunday night. Uh, Bengals and Steelers. I think the Bengals are obviously gonna win this one. Um, and then Monday night we have um the Niners and Cardinals. I've already said the Niners. Like I said, best team second half. So I picked them in that game. We have to see does Kyler Murray play. Um, Colt McCoy played pretty well against the Rams. But it's Kyler Murray. They gave him all that money, so if he's willing, if he's able to play, he'll clearly play. Although Warzone comes out Wednesday, it, we know that joke with Kyler Murray how he loves Warzone. So we'll see. <laughs> I, I I have the Niners winning. Well, the the new Warzone is coming out I think Wednesday, so Kyler Murray's going to definitely be on that. Yep. <laughs> um. Okay, so before we play the quick game, um, let's just go through our upsets and, and locks. Um, I definitely had – I mean, I think you know my lock this week, um, Ravens and Panthers. Ravens are going to – it's a guaranteed win. We're not guaranteed – I won't say guaranteed, but, I mean, 12-point favorites. I mean, coming to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, that's my lock. Okay. And my upset. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, um, I had the Vikings beating the Cowboys. That's the upset okay. because Cowboys are a one-point favorite. I was looking at that one too. Uh... <laughs> My luck, I'd probably go. I'd probably go Bills over the Browns. Yeah, yeah, that was. A... The Browns are tough though. Jacoby Brissett is actually having a pretty decent year, but I just don't see the Bills losing back to back, especially the way they lost against the Vikings. I think they bounce back there. My upset. I'm actually gonna go. Bears over the Falcons. Now, Falcons fans probably don't want to hear that, but I like what the Bears are doing. It is in Atlanta, so I know Atlanta's going to play well, but I've seen Atlanta struggle against mobile quarterbacks, and Justin Fields is about as mobile as it gets right now. And with the seemingly added confidence he has in his passing game and his, you know, Cole Komet and guys like that, I think they pulled that one off, so that would be my upset. Bears over the Falcons. All right. So let's quickly, before we end the NFL segment, let's do our quick game, a new game idea on pretenders or contenders. Okay. So I'm going to just name out some some teams. Um, How am I going to do that? Uh, so are you looking for in terms of Super like, Bowl? Like playoff, or? Super Bowl, like – 
Yeah, so I'm trying to see if I should start in the ad series or here. Let's do this in general. Um, all right, let me just go down the uh, the list here. Um, just the league. So, contender or pretender? Eagles. Contender for sure. I agree. I agree. Minnesota can pretend for contenders. You know, I've been on the Kirk Cousins bandwagon, so I've got him as a contender. Yeah. Actually, first, let's do let's do the teams who are like in the bubble of like Super Bowl bound. Okay. And then do like contenders, pretenders. So I mean, okay. obviously, we had the so the Bills, Chiefs, Eagles. Mm-hmm. All right. So you just want to establish from. So not, not the not so obvious teams. Which ones are pretenders and contenders? Yeah, right, right. All right, okay. so we, so we have really the the what the basically the, the four. I mean, I would say locks, but any in the playoffs, anything can happen. Any team can lose. Right. Um. But going into second half, we have um obviously Philly Bills Chiefs and it's, probably throw the Vikings in there. I said the Vikings. So the four oh. teams. Yeah, Philly, Philly, Vikings, Bills, Chiefs. Those four leave them off the table. Okay. Um, I mean, the actually the Bills are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They're ninth in the in the league right now. So wouldn't they be out of the playoffs, or would they still be in the playoffs? No, the Bills are the. Sixth seed in the AFC right now. Oh, okay, so um, they, they'd be in right now. All right, so we had the top four uh, Super Bowl bound. Um, so let's. So, okay, so the first team, uh, contender, pretender, um, New York Giants. They're sitting at seven and two. I'd have to go pretender only because. <laughs> yeah. Wide receiving group isn't that great. They find ways to win, but I think playoff-wise, when they get against really good teams, they'll probably struggle. So I'd say pretender. Next team, Miami, 7-3, pretender contender. Yeah. The pieces in place are contender-worthy. I still have questions about Tua, but I'm going to say contender. Okay. I'm gonna give two a credit there. Took a tender for for the playoffs. Just get get into the playoffs. Oh, to get in the playoffs on yeah. Contender for sure. Contender, all right. Wait, I just want to see this is a new concept. So I mean I think are we are we talking about like contenders for the Super Bowl or the playoffs? I was looking at for the Super Bowl. Okay, for, for Super Bowl. Okay, so contenders. Yep. For Miami. Oh, what about Tennessee? Contender. I they're too Derrick Henry centric for me, so I I'd say pretender. You said pretender. Yep. What what about my Baltimore Ravens, man? As I've always told you, it's about matchups with them. So I will say contender. I would worry about them against probably only Kansas City and Buffalo, only because those two teams can put up a lot of points, and I don't know if Baltimore could hang with them. But the way that they've built their team, contender for sure. The New York Jets. Pretender. Uh, 
too many questions at quarterback. Zach Wilson isn't consistent enough for me to make them a contender. So pretender. All right. Um, well, we have the Bills are the the fourteenth with the Super Bowl, Nick Super Bowl. Dallas um, pretender, or pretender, pretender, or commit. I mean, pretender or contender. <laughs> I mean, I always look at Cowboys as pretenders. I know their fans love to make them contenders, but I mean, they they did lay an egg last year in the playoffs, right? And I kind of see that happening this year. Because Dak just doesn't look right. Something's off with him. So I would say pretender right now. I'm going to have to go through all these teams. Um, so Seattle, uh, six and four, pretenders are contenders. Pretender, but a really good story. They'll, I think they make the playoffs, but there's no way I see them making a Super Bowl run. It would take It would take a lot of wackiness in the NFC playoffs for them to get there. Right, right. Um your team New England they're sitting at five and four. Mm-hmm. Uh contender or pretender. I mean defensively contender. Offensively pretender. I'm gonna be honest, I, I think they're pretenders right now, but because they have a really tough schedule the rest of the way. So good chance they might miss the playoffs or they sneak in, but yeah. Pretenders. Um, San Fran, uh, sitting at five of four. Contenders. I, contenders. I, like I said, I think they're going to make a big run here in the second half. I think they win that division, so that guarantees them a top four seed. I think their defense is good enough to beat anybody in the NFC right now. Um, LA Chargers five and four. Pretenders are good. Pretenders are contenders. I mean, I like the Chargers. Is they're just too banged up, so I gotta say pretenders. Yeah. Um, Bengals five and four. Contenders. Contenders. <laughs> I mean, once once Jamar Chase comes back, contenders. Well, we'll have to see what he looks like. So I'd, I'd say contenders with a question mark for the Bengals. Because, I mean, they made the run last year. People didn't expect it, but I'm going to go contenders. Oh, um, Tampa, Tampa Bay. I mean, I, I'm never one to count Brady out, so I'm going to say contenders. My question is, uh, Leonard oh, Fournette and the running back because line too, man. Yeah, that that's the only thing that I worry about. But I know Brady will find a way to drag them there if he has to. I mean, the rest of these teams are below five hundred. I mean, we got the, the Colts, um, yeah, Commanders, Green Bay, Atlanta, Browns, Detroit, the Rams are. What a flip. Um, and then I, Cooper Cup is high, has a high ankle sprain. So, um, yeah, and that hit think, did not look good at all. And, so. and somebody said, per source, that's close to him, said that it does not look good for Cup. Yeah. I think Adam Schefter just tweeted that, the update. So, yep. um, so we got the Pittsburgh, Carolina, Jacksonville. So they're kind of like this hanging yeah. threads. All right, 
So that was contenders pretenders. Now, before we get a go on NBA talk, um, so Kyle, you want to just introduce this particular analyst on? Oh yeah, Lamarcus. The sports, yeah, I, the sports Empire Network. Yes, I, I um, do you want to give the fan of the Daniel Sports Talk show or Daniel Sports Talk yes. a glimpse of what happened on the Anwan podcast? Friday. Yes, I can do that. So basically, <laughs> I'm going to just say this. This Friday night, you and I will be on and one. Anybody listening to this or watching this, please tune in Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern Sports Empire Network. Guarantee you'll laugh. You'll probably cry from laughing and then you just continue <laughs> laughing. So there's a dude on there named Marcus and I got to give Marcus all the credit in the world. He stands by his takes. He doesn't back down. I can respect that. Um, so as I mentioned, I'm a big Chris Webber fan because I played basketball like middle school, high school. I was always one of the taller kids, but I didn't want to really like playing down low like that. So guys I watched were Kevin Garnett, Chris Webber. I actually wore number four because of Chris Webber. So I'm a big time Chris Webber fan. Marcus, though, might be the biggest Chris Webber fan I've ever met. He's so he's so big of a Chris Webber fan. He makes me think I'm no longer a Chris Webber fan anymore. So they asked him who were his top five players, like his goats, Mount Rushmore, however you want to put it. Oh man, are y'all, I mean, are y'all ready for this list? I don't think y'all ready for this list. So oh, Mar- Marcus set it up in a way that I knew there's about to be <laughs> some craziness coming because he said. Are you saying of all time or to me? Anytime somebody says that, there's going to be names in there that you're going to be like, this dude's, this dude's tripping. So he gave, he gave you Jordan, which was like, okay. Everybody says Jordan. He said LeBron. Fine. But then the list took a turn because he said AI. I don't know anybody who has AI in the top five players of all time. Maybe Philly fans from back in that day who really love AI, maybe. And then he pulled out Chris Webber. I don't know many people who think Chris <laughs> Webber is the best big man, power forward of all time. And somehow he made Marcus's top five. And I think his fifth was Tim Duncan. I can respect the Tim Duncan call because I love Tim Duncan too. But Chris Webber at number four, and then he kept saying those are his favorites to watch. Fine. But the question was posed to you, greatest of all time, and you still went with Chris Webber. So at this point, I kind of put in the group chat because I guess Chris comes up with the topics, and I was like, let's just keep doing top five lists. Change the position. I don't care. Because if Marcus could say Chris Webber for that, I know there's even more wild takes in his head that he probably hasn't had a chance to say yet. So I just want to hear it all at this point. But, and then he backed that up with his Jordan take. Oh, man. Where he said Jordan only oh. had two, three year stints that were really good in his career. So basically, the two three peats were the only good years, which is maybe even more wild than the Chris Webber take. But he stands by it. And like I said, I can respect that. 
I don't. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't co-sign any of those takes. But hey, that's his opinion. So I can't wait till Friday to kind of, I guess, pick at his brain and see where he's really coming from with all of this. And and that's a disclaimer. Like you, like you've been on an M1 podcast or listened to it, and you've listened to Marcus yeah, this, this say these obnoxious takes. Yes, he said this Chris Webber thing before. I think it was the first episode I checked out was like a couple months ago, and he said that with Chris Webber, and like and they kind of got on got on him about it. Do you know? Like, do you remember what the list was with Webber on it? Do you remember like what? Who he had was it the same list as as it was Friday show or? It might have been because I think I've heard the AI thing with him before too. Oh man! And I know he's a big LeBron fan, but for some reason he says he's not a LeBron fan. But he kind of hits all the boxes of a LeBron fan because he said Katie's a bum. Every LeBron fan will tell you that. He basically diminished Steph Curry's role with the Warriors. LeBron fans hate Steph Curry. And he said that about Jordan. That's like your three guaranteed, you know, takes from a LeBron fan. And I, if you're a LeBron fan, that's cool. You know, because I think LeBron is, I mean, I don't think he's the GOAT because I'm, I'm a Jordan guy. But I think if you could put LeBron anywhere within your top five, I could listen to the argument. I know LeBron fans don't like hearing LeBron lower than one or maybe two, but there's a lot of great players in the NBA. So if you have some five that's surrounded around Jordan, LeBron, you know, Kobe's a guy who some people have in their top five, some don't. You know, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain. I could listen to any of those arguments, but yeah. Just yeah, like yeah, like like Kyle said. I mean, Friday's show is gonna be funny. It's gonna be epic. Yep. Um, I know on the panel of the Sports Empire Network. Um, it's got 10 p.m. Um, I'm gonna be on there. Kyle's gonna be on there. My boy Freddie is gonna be on there. Gene. Yep. Um, Chris, Chris is gonna be on there. So is Cool Matt gonna be on there too or not? I don't know. Because he was on, he was on last because week, and he seemed watching like that he show, <laughs> watching that Friday show, like Cool Mac. Man, I love Cool Mac, man. He's so cool, man. He was like, he was trying to be like, he wasn't trying to. I feel like he's trying to explode on Marcus, but he's trying to like, okay, that's yeah. your opinion, Marcus. But I, I feel like he wants to like go off on him. Yeah, but out of respect for the show. He kept it a cool Gene. Ah, oh, man, he had me, man, rolling the whole time. Like, well, I think Gene thought he was trolling people, but I guess Gene didn't think about the episode before because once Marcus said it and Gene was like, you got to be joking, I knew Marcus wasn't joking. But for Gene, Gene was just like, there's no way. that Because also Marcus made that statement about Embiid where he said, like, Embiid's the problem in Philly. I think that kind of set Gene off that anyway. Is, that means I'm like almost 60 points damn near like 50 almost had a quadruple double. Like see, I think I think Marcus had some point in there. It's just the way that he said it just makes you like Embiid was a Gene almost too. like had 
because I can agree there are some issues I have with Embiid. I think Embiid plays on the perimeter too much sometimes. Right. But I can understand Embiid is a very skilled big man. You know, it, it's always going to be the conversation between he and Jokic of who's the best big man. Like, I'm a Jokic guy only because Jokic isn't athletic at all, and he somehow finds a way to make it work. Like, you'll watch a game – and you'll like kind of forget about him, and then you'll look at the end, and he'll have like twenty-five points, fifteen assists, twelve rebounds, and you'll just be like, "This dude like low-key dominated this game, but he doesn't jump high. He's not fast. He's just crafty with the ball." Embiid is a different story. Like Embiid is athletic, quick. You know, he's explosive around the rim. It's mm-hmm. just that he kind of takes away from himself when he stands on the three-point line too often. Right, but I get right. it because he doesn't want to bang down low too much because he's had, you know, lower body injuries and stuff like that. So, I mean, I get where Marcus probably premise was coming from, but the way he said it, I would never have said it that way. Like, he was the problem in Philly. But It's going to be funny, too, because apparently Freddie makes some obnoxious takes, too. Oh, yeah. There sometimes. Yeah. Freddie does, because I, like I said, I watch basically every and one since I kind of joined Sports Empire Network, and a lot of Freddie's obnoxiousness comes around LeBron and the Lakers, but nothing. I don't think I don't think there's anything Freddie has ever said that matches anything Marcus has said. I gotta give Freddie that much credit, but Freddie is one who can, you know, kind of troll people with his takes as well. Yeah, Friday's gonna Friday's gonna be a packed show. Um, I can't wait. Um, yep. Oh yeah, we doing top. So we're doing top five, not Mount Rushmore, right? So it's five players. I was I like, mean, are I, we doing? I kind of told Chris you could go anywhere with it because I just got to hear more from Marcus. I think we're just gonna do top five of all time. Yeah, and I think yeah, even I that's gonna, tough. List. Yeah, because. I, I think for me, you could go top five all time or like top five you've watched. And I think you can still have a pretty good debate there because sometimes I feel like, I don't know, can I really judge Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell because I didn't really watch them a lot? Right, right. But I mean, I've seen some of their games with like ESPN Classic or going around on YouTube. So I kind of understand how they play. But I mean, it's going to be tough to come up with a top five. But I feel like if you're going to, there are certain names that should never enter a top five. And then there's probably like a collective group of probably like 15 names that if you had, if you picked any five from those 15, I wouldn't have a problem, you know, with your top five being however. Right, right. Um, yeah, so if y'all want to tune into that show on Friday, the uh, AM1 podcast on the Sports and Bar Network. We're going to be live alive on this platform on StreamYard um, at 10 o'clock. It's going to be, like Kyle said, you might laugh. You, like, you might cry from laughing. Um, yeah. Oh, I know I'm going to laugh, man. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But before we end the show, I know the game is on 7-7 seven seven, um, right now. So um, Lakers did come up with a win yesterday against the Nets. <laughs> I know Nets didn't have Kyrie, um, but they did have KD. Um, 
I know Lakers didn't have LeBron, but AD went off, and I think they used that to their advantage. Uh, AD was going off. It's actually uh, an interesting thing out of that game that with LeBron not playing, Anthony Davis played the way that most Laker fans want him to play every game, but he doesn't seem to do it when LeBron plays for whatever reason. Like LeBron plays, he stays on the perimeter too much. Against the Nets, he was basically down low all game. And against a team like Brooklyn, who has zero presence inside, he should do that. But will he do that against Milwaukee when they have Giannis and Brook Lopez? Will he do that against uh, Denver because they have Jokic? Will he do that against other teams? Or was that just because the Nets had nobody and he knew he could take advantage of it? And then for the Nets... The Nets are a tough team to watch. I I mean, I tuned into that game, and their offensive positions were literally give it to KD, get out of his way, hope he made the shot. If not, oh well. And the weird thing is, if you look at the Nets, they need a guy like Kyrie, but the way that Kyrie plays sometimes, it's almost like he doesn't contribute to the team in the best way either. Because watching that game, it was like the Nets clearly need a point guard who can create and facilitate the offense. Those are two things Kyrie can do, except for Kyrie's kind of a score-first point guard. So, obviously Kyrie would be is a good addition to the team. I still, just, I, I still don't believe the Nets can win a title the way that they currently constituted. Um... Actually, the the facilitating point guard is Ben Simmons, but I just don't know where his head is right now. He didn't even play like yesterday, right? No, because I think think there's some injury now that he's nursing. And is this going to turn to Philly where he had, like, the back injury that, number one, it seemed like nobody in Philly knew how he got it. Man, Marcus should have... Man, Marcus should have added Ben Simmons to, to the list to his list. I'm surprised he didn't add Ben Simmons. I don't to the think list. he's that wild to go. That far <laughs> oh man, who knows, man? Who knows, man? But yeah, I mean, Lakers. I mean, it was a good win. Um, and it's a three and ten. But um, maybe maybe it can be a little momentum, motivation. That hey, I mean, hey, we can win it. Win against the team that has Kevin Durant. I mean. Yeah, um, but the problem is the Nets with just Durant, it's just easy to play against them because there's only so much Durant can do. And right, right. at the end of that game, you could see Durant was just forcing shots, which if he's going to do that, you'll take that because Durant is so skilled offensively that when he sometimes makes it harder on himself, that's a win for the defense. Um. Like, Patty Mills is their point guard, but Patty Mills doesn't really have handles like that. So, if you pass it to Patty Mills and he doesn't have an open shot or a clear path to the hoop, he doesn't really do anything for you. Uh, Joe Harris, who, you know, they were missing all last season, he's back, but he's still kind of working his way into shape. So, I mean, Jock Vaughn has the job. But there's a lot of work to do in Brooklyn. I mean, the Lakers, you know, 
I, I mean, I said it on here before with you, you know, teams that are athletic and can shoot will give the Lakers all the trouble in the world. Luckily for Brooklyn, they're not really that athletic. And the only guy you worry about shooting wise is Durant. So I think it was a perfect team for them to play. I just don't know what that looks like going forward. Right. Um, I mean, AD had 30, 37 and 18, um, two assists. Um, the way that's like, that... that's like bubble AD. Yeah. Because bubble AD, when they, when the Lakers needed buckets in the fourth quarter, AD was on the block. They threw it to him and he scored at will on people. He was getting off the boards. He was getting like the Nets were getting manhandled when it comes to offensive boards. Um, because they have they have zero big men on the Nets. Like Durant has to be their big man. Like wasn't isn't DeAndre Jordan on the Nets or DeAndre he's, Jordan? Has oh, all in all, yeah. So did, you much. See, did you see that play where he was just? I think it was an Instagram post I saw. Like I think the couple games ago, he was just like. I guess he was projecting the ball to make make it into the basket, but he was just sitting under the rim, wasn't getting rebounds. The ball popped like wait, DeAndre Jordan is in Denver. He's not with the Nets. Cause I cause I'm thinking of what you're talking about. I think that was the Celtics game. Because like Peyton pitch Peyton Pitcher Yeah, it was yeah, yeah, it was stripped him <laughs> off of, of a yeah. rebound. I was just like I was yeah. like, DeAndre Jordan literally has one he job. Was, he, he was sitting there and not getting yeah. no boards, man. Like he was yeah. just, and Pritchard had like what five rebounds over that possession? Like he had like five offensive rebounds in the game, and I think DeAndre Jordan didn't even have five rebounds. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, DeAndre Jordan at this point is stealing money from the league. You know, that's part of the Nets issue from a couple of years ago when Durant wanted, you know, DeAndre Jordan there, and they basically cast off Jared Allen. Imagine what the Nets would look like if they had Jared Allen right now. Oh, man. So, uh, the Nets have a lot of issues. I don't know how they fix it. Uh, DeAndre Jordan is a bench guy at this point. He's like garbage time minutes type of guy right now. And, I mean, the sad thing is with him being in Denver, he could have an opportunity there because Jokic needs – Somebody to back him up to give him a rest at some time, but you put DeAndre Jordan in the game, and it's like you can only sit Jokic for like a minute or two because DeAndre Jordan isn't stopping people at the rim. He gives you nothing offensively, so it's like, what does he even do? Yeah, that game or that that post I thought that was funny. He was just just sitting there watching the ball falling. Pitcher's lap, like he was I, just... I didn't get it. It made no sense to me. I mean, the Celtics, though. I think I think the Celtics I think are he... doing that to a lot of teams because they're playing really well right now. And you know, Missoula, because Missoula said it when he took the job as the interim coach. He was like, "I know you guys can play defense, but I think we can unlock something offensively." And if you watch the Celtics play, they run a lot more. They have a lot of man movement on offense. They move the ball a lot. Tatum has taken another step so far. Like Tatum is a legitimate MVP candidate this year. And I, I, mean, I that's probably a question they should ask Marcus on Friday. Like who was his top five MVP candidates? That list could be wild as well. Oh, but, but yeah, uh, Tatum's definitely in that group. And 
I think because of that, the Celtics might make another trip to the finals. I mean, Milwaukee's in the way, but, you know. They've seen a matchup with Milwaukee probably better than most teams in the East, but I mean, Giannis is tough, so. Yeah. Well, I think think this was a good show, um, you know, uh, a good makeup show for, you know, last week. Yeah. And uh, we all had some good takes, some some good topics. Um, so this will conclude um, the JJ Sports Talk sh- uh, episode. Um, like we always say, um, you know, me and uh, Kai actually have a show together with Dylan tomorrow on the Bay 3 podcast. Um, on the Sports Empire Network, and then we then we are on the AM One podcast on Friday. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a fun one. Um, but yeah, man, um, it's a pleasure, if, you know, if you be on here. Now you know. And sorry, I couldn't do it last week. I was just fun, not too not feeling too good. But um, yeah, that's, you that's know, cool. since I I was trying to push the episode up for today, since like um, this episode might run into the AM One, so I want to get out of the way. But um yeah, you can find this on find the show on Amazon, um, Apple Music, Amazon Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, um basically anywhere you can get your podcast that this podcast is on there. But yeah, check us out uh tomorrow and Friday on the Sports Empower Network. Um and yeah, um any final thoughts, Kyle? Uh, no, like I said, just be there Friday. It's going to be great. Um, I mean, I also do pregame pigskin sports and Friday network on Thursdays. Uh, pretty good show as well. And then I, I have my show that I do, uh, chomping at the bit. Is your, is your show on Apple podcast? Yeah, it's everywhere. I try to look at, um, it's, it's called chomping at the bit. Mm-hmm. Chomping. I mean, I can probably send you the, At the bit. link. To oh, is this the... like the like the picture right here? Oh man, the camera. Well, yeah, because it should say like "Chopping the Bit," and then it has my name. Yes, yeah, that one. Talk with Kyle Edwards. Yep. Okay. Cool. Cool. I'll definitely subscribe. Check you out, man. All yeah. right. Well, that this includes tonight's show. Um and yeah, uh we'll, we'll be back next week. But yeah, tune uh listen to us tune in on tomorrow night around 7 p.m. Yep. um on Tuesdays for the Big Three podcast on Sports Empire and check us out on the AM1 podcast. Um Friday night, 10 Friday o'clock. night, 10 o'clock. So yep. be there, be square, y'all. And you will want to watch it over and over, guarantee. Oh man, <laughs> you know, we had Gene, uh, me, you, Gene, Freddie, Chris Robinson, Marcus, and I think Cool might be on there. But that's a question. I'm not sure if he's gonna be on there. Um, but I think after last week, there could be like 20 people who want to get on that show. Oh man, I feel like Wait. Brett wants to get on to talk to Marcus now. Cool, Cool's expressions when Marcus was talking was just priceless because he was just like. Here we go again with this. And Gene was just like, what am I doing here? Like, even the endings of that show was kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> they like, I mean, I think Gene was like, I mean, is this it? Is this, is it like, is this it? 
And yeah. He was like, all right. Yeah. He, <laughs> you have any more topics? And Marcus was like, no, nah, I'm done. He was like, that's the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yeah, like like you said, yeah, check, check those t-shirts out. Um, and, yeah, we'll be back next week with another episode. Yep. Thanks, thanks for tuning in, y'all. Yeah.